Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Starseed Radio Academy, empowering Starseed to better serve the planet. Welcome to Starseed Radio Academy. It's Tuesday, September 26th, 2017, and I'm your host, Arielle Taylor. Lavendar and Anastasia are both on assignment tonight, but they'll be back next week. Our topic this evening is how to manifest prosperity and abundance. It seems that many starseeds are having challenges in this area, and it's such an easy thing to remedy if you know how to use your own power. We've got a copy of this presentation in our Vault of Knowledge on our site, which is starseedhotline.com, and we suggest that you download it to your MP3 player and listen to it until you've got it integrated. It's free, and you can also listen online, but if you download it, you can play it anywhere, anytime. Listen to it at least once a day for 30 days and practice the techniques. And you'll be amazed at how quickly you can turn things around. And these techniques work for anything you want to manifest. So I thank Jada for hosting the switchboard tonight. It's just you and me, sweetie. For um, anyone who has a comment or question after um, our presentation, I'll be happy to help you further if I can. Check out our Starseed online community at starseedhotline.ning.com, and it's a safe place to connect with other starseeds thanks to Tammy's dedication and help with our forum. You can download our shows on iTunes or right here on Blog Talk, and if you'd like to show your support of our program, please click follow on our page here and you'll get our weekly show notice. The toll-free number for starseedhotline.com is 888-881-0881. The Stage 1 Starseed Confirmations are based on Lavendar's discovery of star markings in your natal astrological chart, and the Stage 2 session is a one-on-one phone session available with Lavendar, Anastasia, or myself. For those who need healing of any kind, emotional, physical, spiritual, for yourself or your pets, Tammy's powerful remote sessions will make a difference for you. And if you have a birthday coming up, you don't want to miss out on your 10 hours of power, you can find out when that happens by requesting your solar, t- solar return timing. And remember, if you want a stage two interpretation of that chart, you're going to need to order it at least three months ahead of your birthday to make sure you get it in before your 10 hours because we do have a waiting list. So um, it seems strange not to have the news to start off with. But um, I just want to um, talk a little bit about the things that have been going on because it seems to be widespread. Uh, It seems like Mercury is still retrograde. I mean, computers are acting up, um, miscommunications, and I don't know um, if the eclipse has something to do with it, but it's certainly helping things turn topsy-turvy. So on um, that point, when it comes to the eclipse, We've had, we had two shows before August 21st with um, two expert master astrologers giving their perceptions and views on how the eclipse would affect us as a planet, as a civilization, and also on a personal level. And if you have your chart, if you have your chart that, was, that came from us, uh, to make sure that it's accurate because we use specific um, house system called Coke, K-O-C-H. And um, if you have 28 or 29 degrees of anything in your chart, 
you would be more affected by the eclipse. Look at the house that that is on, and that will show you the area that would be most affected. And if you have 28 or 29 Leo or Aquarius, that would have the strongest effect on you. So again, check the houses. And you can look up online if you don't know um, what areas each house is concerned with. But from the people that I've been talking to, um, things are just kind of chaotic. And there are a lot of things at play between, you know, electromagnetic interference and all the things that's going on in, in, in politics and the world and all of this. Plus, uh, I'm thinking that uh, somehow the solar eclipse has made this Mercury retrograde seem to be unending. But stay steady, stay balanced, and just remember that sometimes you have to shake things up before they get better. So keep your feet on the ground and stay balanced and stay focused on what you want for your life. So um, right now I am going to um, present our how to, ab- yeah, how to Manifest Abundance. I like to manifest um, better diction. <laughs> and after, um, after this is done playing, then... Um, we can have some questions if you have some more, need some more clarification on that. So, without further ado, here is our presentation on how to manifest prosperity and abundance. Since I've been hearing the same thing from many of our Starseed family, I thought it was time to record a condensed crash course on how to manifest prosperity. Years ago, when I was a struggling, starving musician, I complained to Lavendar one day, you can't light up the world if you can't pay your electric bill. I was half joking and half serious, but that observation had so many levels that it's kind of become a code for us. I understand all too well what it's like to make deals with utility companies and landlords and having to put things back at the grocery store. I didn't like having a PhD on survival, but uh, I hated the thought of being part of the 40 hours a week corporate machine even more. Music has always been my passion, so I was constantly scrambling to find enough gigs to get through another month. Then two things happened within days of each other and changed all of that forever. A friend of mine had given me a cassette tape of Esther Hicks channeling Abraham's teachings on manifestation. There was something about it that was so clear, so succinctly put, that it resonated with me completely. I listened to it over and over again, trying to brainwash myself, but it wasn't until the second thing happened that it clicked. Many of you may be familiar with Abraham's teachings, But over the years, Esther and Jerry Hicks have done so many workshops with so much to offer that there may be some pieces you're missing if you find that you still have financial challenges. So my goal with this recording is to take all the bits and pieces that I've found to be very useful tools and exercises and put them all together in a nice, neat little package for you. And I'll add it to our vault of knowledge in mp3 form so you can listen to it over and over if you need to until that click happens to you. 
the basic and most important concept to understand is that we are all vibrational beings. I know this isn't news, but that's the basis. Every second of every day, your thoughts and emotions exist as a definable vibration with a specific frequency. In essence, you're a radio tower broadcasting nonstop to the universe. The law of attraction is always at work, always in motion, and so is the universe. If you want to understand the quantum physics of this, I suggest watching two movies called What the Bleep Do We Know? and The Secret. The beauty of the law of attraction is that it is absolute. It's a universal constant. It works for everyone in the same way, for better or for worse, and you can count on it. The universe is always sending you a match for your emotional, vibrational frequency. The key word here is emotional. It's the feeling you project that carries the power. You can make positive affirmations all day long, but if you still feel poor, you're wasting your time. You're not going to get ahead. Now, don't get me wrong. Positive affirmations are very important but only if you don't cancel them with your emotional state. The perfect illustration of this is the second thing that happened that week that really made it click for me. I've been listening to the tapes, trying to do the exercises and refine my manifestation skills, but it seemed like I wasn't doing something right. Then something happened, and I can remember it like it was yesterday. It was a Tuesday afternoon, And, of course, musicians never work during the day, so I had gone to the barn to ride my horse, Avatar, who is the galactic horse that you may have heard about on our radio show. I owned his mother before him and took him out of the bag the night he was born, and I was and am committed to his care for the rest of his life. But it was a struggle to feed him and keep shoes on his feet, just the way, the same as any other child. So I often went without so I could feed him. I'm telling you this so you can understand my perception of reality at that time. I saddled him up with my third hand, English saddle and bridle, my leather chaps and gloves, which had been a Christmas present, and set off for my pleasure ride in the woods. And in order to get back to the barn, we had to walk alongside the road for about 50 yards. And in in that short distance is when it happened. A really beat-up old car filled with Mexicans was passing by us. I glanced over because the car was making so much noise, and I made direct eye contact with one of them, and I could read her thoughts. Look at that rich American not even working on a Tuesday afternoon, horseback riding in that fancy outfit. As my consciousness melded with hers in that split second, I saw myself through her eyes, through her reality. I had a shot of adrenaline rush through my consciousness that dissolved my old concepts of my financial position in life. My my first thought was, I must be rich because only rich people have horses. And I have a car that I don't have to share. You probably heard the saying that reality is only a matter of perception, but seeing it and commanding it are two different things. So let's get into commanding prosperity perception. 
Would you rather wish and hope for prosperity or would you rather command it? There's a whole different frequency between hoping and deciding. Hope allows for failure, incompletion, and disappointment. Hoping also takes it out of your hands. Deciding to create gives the power to you. So the first thing you have to do is simply decide to create prosperity. The energy has shifted already. Now these are some exercises that I've learned from Abraham's teachings over the years, plus a couple of techniques that I really don't remember where they came from, only that they work. The first thing you need to do is pay attention to your solar plexus, which is the chakra center in your stomach. It is your inner guidance telling you whether or not something is in alignment with your desires, or your mission for that matter. The next thing you have to do is decide what it is that you desire to create deliberately. The spoken word and the written word both have great power, and the written word helps bring it into the third dimension. So make a list and write it down, and be very, very specific. I know you're already starting to put those big things down on the list as if you were a first-year piano student wanting to start with Beethoven's Ninth Symphony. But we have to start with something you don't have a huge emotional attachment to because you have so much energy built up around the big things. You first have to prove to yourself that you can do it. Abraham teaches us to hold the pure vibration of what it is that you're wanting for 17 seconds. I started with feathers because I like feathers and I don't have any emotional investment in attaining them. You can choose anything from your everyday environment. Some people choose blue glass, others choose butterflies, particular birds, coins on the ground, good parking spots, anything as long as you have no emotional investment in it and it's a common object in your vicinity. The next step is finding the vibration of joy of having that object. The beauty of this part is that the universe doesn't know the difference between pretending, reminiscing, or actually having. All it knows is the vibrational frequency you transmit. Search your memory for any moment in your life where you felt such gratitude that it brought tears to your eyes. When you felt such joy that your stomach was tingling that's the sensation that must accompany the image in your mind for a minimum of 17 seconds. You must hold that pure frequency. For 17 seconds, you have to be the joy of having that which you desire. Abraham says that 17 seconds of a pure frequency is equal to 200 man or woman hours of physical work towards that desire. A continuous 30 seconds would be 2,000 hours. 68 seconds would be 20,000 hours. You don't have to break your back and work yourself to the bone. You just need to find the frequency of joy and gratitude, hook it to that which you desire, and hold it for a minimum of 17 seconds. Don't allow any other thought into your mind or any other feeling into your heart while you are doing your 17 seconds. It has to be the pure vibration of gratitude for having that which you desire. It says in the Bible to pray for a thing as if you already have it and give thanks. After you've planted your first manifestational seed, 
The next step is allowing it to develop and grow and to come to you. You can't run outside the next day and dig up to see if it's sprouting roots. The moment you observe that it doesn't have roots yet, you've canceled yourself. But you can always start over. When you get into the car to go to the grocery store, you don't call ahead to make sure they're open. You absolutely know they're open and get in the car without any doubts. It's, it's kind of like that. So now you've decided to manifest some common everyday thing as your first exercise. Like I said before, I chose feathers. I thought about how pretty they were and how they represented birds in flight and freedom, the pretty colors and how delicate they are. I thought of holding one in my hand and I gave thanks from the core of my being for this precious thing. I called up so much gratitude that my eyes started welling up with tears of joy. A few days later, I was walking my dog and I was barely out of my driveway when I looked down and saw a feather on the ground. My heart jumped when I saw it and when I picked it up, I relived my 17 seconds, only this time with even more joy and gratitude. Every time I found a feather, and whenever I happened to think of it during the day, I did another 17 seconds for my feathers. Within a few weeks, I had to decide what to do with all these feathers. So I went and got a styrofoam ball and started sticking them in. Then I decided that I liked the blue jay feathers the best. And now my 17 seconds was all about blue jay feathers. I was just tickled when I started finding only blue jay feathers and I was walking in the same neighborhood. So after my styrofoam ball didn't have any more room for feathers, I decided on butterflies because I wouldn't have to bring them back home. I used the exact same process, only now I focused on how much I love butterflies and I hooked it with that emotion of gratitude. I started seeing butterflies wherever I went and I was careful to allow them to be my butterflies. One fleeting thought of that butterfly would have been here anyway would have canceled my manifestation. Another thing I noticed is that attracting butterflies into my reality happened more quickly than the feathers, probably because I was getting better at holding the pure vibration for more than 17 seconds. I'll never forget the day I was walking my dog. I was no more than a block from my house when I noticed a few butterflies and I smiled. But by the time I reached the end of the block, I was being swarmed with dozens of butterflies all around me, and they followed me. By this time, I was giggling with gratitude. What next? Hummingbirds. That's it. Hummingbirds. So I went out and got a little hummingbird feeder and hung it outside where I could see it from inside the house. I did my 17 seconds, and I thought of seeing a hummingbird with joy in my heart, and I waited. After having such quick success with feathers and butterflies, I fully expected to see a hummingbird almost immediately. But every time I'd look out the window, there was no hummingbird. What I didn't realize at the time was that every time I observed they're not here yet, I was canceling myself. I tried for two months, and I kept canceling myself. I did it before, so where are my birds? When I realized I wasn't allowing hummingbirds into my reality by observing their absence, I decided to try something a little different. I went out to my hummingbird feeder and cupped my hands around it and did my 17 seconds or more 
and imagined how it would feel when I saw my first visitor to the feeder. When I walked back into the house, the phone rang, and before that conversation was over, I saw the most precious little hummingbird at my feeder. Again, the feeling of joy and gratitude in that moment is one I'll never forget. I have three more exercises to tell you about, but first I want to quote Abraham. Nothing is as important than that you feel good. When you catch yourself thinking a negative thought, it's the perfect opportunity to pivot that energy and think about something that makes you feel good. The goal is to be feeling good at least 55% of the time. The best way to accomplish that is through what Abraham calls segment intending. This is when you break your day down into small segments and only focus on the task at hand. For example, if you have to go to the grocery store, intend to have a safe and relaxing drive there. Find a great parking space and all the delicious food you'll be bringing home. Be grateful for having a car, for being able to walk through the grocery store and being able to buy your food. Don't allow thoughts like, I only have a limited amount of money for food, because that's not the seed you want to plant. Each segment of your day is an opportunity to change your perception and therefore your reality. One of my favorite exercises is taking 50 $1 bills, folding them in half, and putting them in my top shirt pocket before I go to Walmart. When you fold them in half, it looks like a really big wad of money. I don't allow myself to think it's only $50. I keep looking down at my pocket, bulging with money, and thinking, I have a big wad of money in my pocket. I stroll through Walmart, just browsing through the aisles, looking at anything that catches my eye, and I say to myself, I could buy that if I wanted it. I just don't want it right now. When I make that statement, I go to my feeling of joy and gratitude. And as far as the universe is concerned, emotionally, I spent thousands of dollars that day. It doesn't matter that the $50 never came out of my pocket. It only matters that you transmitted the frequency of prosperity and allowed the universe to deliver your abundance because it always gives you more of what you're focused on. Unexpected cash is a great seed to plant. So anytime you see a penny on the ground, pick it up and give 17 seconds of thanks for the unexpected cash. If you look at it and say, oh, it's only a penny, I'm not bending over. Energetically, you've told the universe that you don't want the money. Now, after you decide on what it is that you're wanting, make a list and write it down. Start with the smaller things, like the feathers or whatever you choose, and do your 17 seconds or more. When you see that thing come into your life, move on to the next. Then pay attention to the feeling in your solar plexus or stomach area. If it feels tight or uncomfortable, then what you are thinking or doing at that moment is not in alignment with your manifestational desires. It's the perfect opportunity to pivot that energy back to the frequency of abundance and gratitude. Starseed people carry a lot of power, and if you don't know how to focus it on what you want, you can bring more of what you don't want faster than non-starseed. Even though my focus here is on prosperity, this process works for health, careers, and even relationships. 
but I have to caution you that you must never interfere with anyone's free will. You can use it to attract a mate, but don't name any names and be very, very, very specific with the qualities that you're seeking in a relationship. The next technique I call the magic checkbook. I happened to have a, an old batch of checks that had been misprinted, so I used them for this exercise, but when those were gone, I scanned one of my normal checks and made several copies. You don't really have to go through all that trouble, but the idea is to make it feel as real as possible. Do the same thing with your check register. The overall idea is to make imaginary deposits and write checks for everything you want to manifest. You can customize this to fit your own experience, but think about the most amount of money you've ever made in a day when you came home feeling victorious. You know how that feels because you've, you've already seen it. That's the amount of money you should write as a deposit in your check register every day. Then start spending it, writing the checks for whatever you want, but don't think limiting thoughts like, I better save some. Just keep depositing and keep spending, feeling joy and gratitude with every check. Take all the checks you've written and put them in a little treasure box of some kind and keep it closed to hold the energy of unlimited abundance. It takes about 30 days to override past negativity and, and programming and replace it with the pure vibration of 17 seconds of gratitude for your abundance. I can't stress enough how powerful your words are. It's essential to police your thoughts and keep your transmitter on the frequency that's aligned with your desires, but it's absolutely imperative that you never utter words of shortage or lack to anyone. Don't give your attention to circumstances that you're trying to end. The law of attraction never sleeps, and the universe is always working to bring you what you're focused on. Remember that you are made in the image of the Creator, and even though you might be just a tiny spark of that source, you have the power to create the universe you live in, whether it's by default or by deliberate creation. Even more powerful than the spoken word is the written word. This last technique is called scripting or journaling. It's the diary of your future, however you wish it to unfold. Each day, just for a minute or two, write in your journal about a day you're having in the future. You're actually writing the script that you wish to experience. Always write in the present or past tense because writing or saying things like, I will, or someday, or my, my new job will be wonderful, that keeps it in the future and out of your present. Listen to the energy in these two statements. I'm going to be getting a wonderful new job, doing what I love, and I'm going to make a lot of money. I just got home from my first day at my new workplace, and I really loved the feeling of helping all those people. My coworkers were so supportive and kind, and I'm making twice as much money as I did before. I am so grateful to be living my dream. Always write your future script as if it's already happened and describe how that makes you feel. 
So just to sum up, practice your manifestation with objects that you have no emotional investment in attaining. Pick a moment from your past when you held the highest joy, the most gratitude, the most money, or the greatest happiness and go to that frequency. Relive it with all your heart. As soon as you're there, bring the image into your mind of that which you have decided to attract and hold that pure frequency for a minimum of 17 seconds. Then you must allow it to come and know that it must come because the law of attraction is absolute. Employ your segment intending as you go through your day to help you reset your thought patterns, giving focus to the gratitude you feel for all that you've been taking for granted. Get as many $1 bills as you can and keep your pocket or your wallet or your change purse stuffed so that each time you look at it, you tell yourself, I've got a big wad of money. You can also keep it in a drawer so that anytime you want, you can go look at a big pile of money never allowing the amount to enter your thoughts. Create your magic checkbook and make your deposits every day and continue to write checks. Don't let the money pile up. You need to keep the flow in and out. Police your thoughts and words for canceling and limiting energy at least 55% of the time and start writing the script of your future. You might want to check out the Abraham Hicks website, which is www.abraham-hicks.com and watch the movies The Secret and What the Bleep Do We Know. You have so much power and you were born with so many gifts. It's like being born with a pair of six guns and a couple phasers and photon torpedoes and a sword too. But you're letting the third dimension beat you over the head with a stick. Suffering was not part of the deal here. So practice your manifestational skills until you can finally pay the light bill and light up the world. Okay, well, um, I have another little um, piece here that I want to um, present to you, and it is about your place of power. Having power and wielding it are two different things. So many people ask the question of how to claim their power and put it to use as if unlocking it through some mystical occurrence grants access to it. The answer is so far-reaching in its simplicity that it seems impossible to be so simple. Your power exists in your choices, what to say, how to act, where to go, what to think about, how much to give, what you eat what you wear, what you throw away, you have a choice as to what to think about anything. And by choosing to focus on one frequency, you have the power to call that to you. All the tiny little and great big decisions you make every day are choices. When you choose to show kindness rather than irritation, courage and strength instead of fear, love over hate, and grace in all you touch, You are exercising your power to move and change not only your position, but making a positive difference in the world around you. And that's what we came here to do. There is great wisdom and benefit in starting with small changes. First, because small changes are easier to make with less resistance, and you're more likely to succeed in holding that higher frequency. 
And then it's just a matter of making enough small changes to transform into your making a powerful difference in the world. So we actually have a, a, a caller that's been waiting. And if you do have a question um, about manifestation, uh, if you're already on the switchboard, just press 1 so we know you want to come on the air. If you're listening on the computer, then dial 917-889-8292. And then once you're in, press 1, and we will um, do our best to answer your question. So um, first I'm going to talk to Marilyn. Let me get your mic open here. Hi, Marilyn. Can you uh, tell me your question? Hi there. Hi. Well, my question has to do with allowing. So I can easily get into a frequency or a vibration of feeling good and joyful and just getting in the flow of that energy and connecting and having, you know, really kind of happy, uh, positive thoughts about myself and the world. And I guess that, that I'm kind of wondering, you know, is allowing being more deliberate about the choices around abundance or is it just a matter of getting into that flow and staying there? I'm trying to understand the amount of kind of um, just being versus doing. Well, allowing is more like staying out of the way. Okay. Because, I mean, imagine you've got a garden and you go out and you plant the seeds. And you know they're good seeds. You know you planted in good soil. You've done, you know, like you said, you, you keep your frequency and all that. But the minute you look out the window, it's like, oh, no plants are up yet. Well, you didn't allow them. So allowing is just kind of getting out of the way. You do the work, you know the, the, the techniques, you know the law. The law of attraction is absolute. So once you deliberately put an intention out there with the joy and the gratitude, then you just kind of have to sit back and just allow it to come. And don't observe that it's not there yet. Just keep reaffirming that, you know, the seed is planted and the energy is on its way back. And that's just allowing. You know, it's like you, if you go look in the oven every time, you, you know, your cake is rising. If you open that oven too many times, it's not going to work. The cake's going to fall. So you just have right. to, you bake it, you put it in there, and walk away. Like Lavendar calls it, spin and walk away. And just let it, let it go because you've done the work correctly. You must know that it will, it will come back what your intent you put out there it goes out it gathers the like frequencies and it comes back just as you wanted but you do have to allow it like i said in that in that recording uh, you know i did great with feathers i did great with butterflies and then when i went for the hummingbirds i, I got stuck cuz i kept looking out saying oh no hummingbirds yet and i kept canceling myself just by observing right. You know that the birds weren't there yet. I wasn't. I wasn't doing like disappointment or anything like that. But I was observing their absence. And whatever right. you observe, whatever you focus on, is what the universe is like. Oh, okay. You know, she's not seeing butterflies. I mean, hummingbirds. So they were stopped. So then I went out and I changed the energy. 
<clears throat> by putting my my hands physically on the hummingbird feeder, and I just let that that energy come through my hands and and surrounded the feeder. And within ten minutes, I had my first customer after two months of trying. So that was yeah. my lesson in allowing. And I just didn't realize that when you observe that it's not here yet, you stopped the creation. You stopped the the mm-hmm. the, the the return of that. Um, I think I heard um, Esther Hicks say one time that 90% of everything we're trying to manifest is on the front porch. But people just won't open the door and let it come the rest of the way in. And that's right. kind of that same kind of thing, which is knowing that it's just right there and, and stay out of the way. Keep putting your 17 mm-hmm. seconds and gratitude in there. And And this is what I meant about policing your thoughts. Because you have to, you have to do that constantly. Because we we get caught up with, um, oh, you know, the news and everything that's going on around us, and and you start thinking, oh my God, what a world, what a world, and 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 then things just kind of stop. So no matter right. what, you have to continue with the gratitude, and we all have things. Americans have so many things that other people don't have, and we don't even give thanks for them, you know. Mm-hmm. Rather, you know, we complain. So um, we all have a huge list. And that's why I say every week, count your blessings. It, I mean, it sounds trite, but it's the most succinct um, and, and helpful advice. Every day, just look at things to be grateful for and then allow more of that to come in. So did that answer your question yeah. a long way around? <laughs> it, it, oh, it was perfect. And just one other thought on that is um, when I see that I'm observing the lack or that I'm caught up in an old limited belief is the best um, sort of next step there to focus just to kind of let that go and, and, recognize what I'm doing and focus on something positive? Um, At that point, you have an opportunity for transmutation. And um, that sounds really complex, but it's really not. Uh, We had a a guest um, on the radio show um, several times, um, Veronica Entwistle, who said, uh, she has a saying that, that, um, two sayings actually, one is one is that uh, what other people think of me is none of my business, and the other one is when you do um, catch yourself with a limiting mm-hmm. thought, you have mm-hmm. to follow it immediately with two positives. So you know if you feel you feel yourself kind of you know feeling down, it's like oh man, you know whatever is going on, and you kind of let your energy drop into into whatever anger, irritation, frustration. That's the perfect opportunity because if you can make your move from that point to switch it back, offer up that thought of gratitude, that joy, switch it to something that makes you really happy, that cancels the, the faux pas that you just made. Mm-hmm. And then you've got to follow it up with, with, with a second thought of gratitude. So the first one cancels the negative one and the second one gets it moving in the forward direction again. And that was okay. a, that's a piece that, that um, I learned after I made that recording. So we all, we all have, you know, we all stumble. 
but it's catching yourself and transmuting that moment right there. It's like, wait a minute, right. what are you thinking? What are you thinking? Oh, you know, my, shoe, my shoes have holes in them. Hey, at least right. you got shoes, you know, and, and, uh, and you've got feet, people in the world that don't have feet and legs. So, I mean, this is what I mean about find anything to be grateful for, and that will just kind of transmute that, that, that slip and move it and cancel it. And then the second thought comes in to move it in the, in the right direction. So that pivoting energy, when you grab a hold of that and say, uh-uh, that's not what I'm sending out, and you, you transmute it. You cancel it with one positive thought, and then you move it forward again with another one. Um, that can actually give a, a, a strong yank on that lasso. You think about lassoing that which you desire. When you do that, um, you know, if you, have a, if you stumble, send out two positives right after that, and that yank is really powerful. So it's really a, a golden opportunity. So don't beat yourself up if you, you know, if your mind, because, I mean, there's so much with cell phones going on and, 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 you know, harp and mind control and all that. They don't want people to grab onto that power. So it's really easy to kind of get, you know, a little angry, a little ornery, a little um, depressed about certain things. You always have to grab yourself and say, wait a minute and pivot that energy and turn it around. That's great. That's great. Thank, thank you so much. Perfect. Oh, good. Well, you're so welcome. And, you know, keep a, keep a, a, a journal, not only your future journal, but think about um, of, of making a record of how you go through this process. You know, I found, I found 125 feathers I mean, putting something like that where you can look at it, it's like, oh, yeah, I did that, didn't I? And part of it is just proving to yourself that you can. So that's why we start with something that you don't really care about. Because okay, it's, that makes you know, sense. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, start with, I mean, buttons, blue glass, I don't care what it is, just something that, that is in your everyday environment. And, um, yeah. and then just start keeping records of, oh, I did this and I did that and I did this. And then you can have the confidence to move on to a little bit bigger thing. And then when you get really good at it, then you can go for the, the whole enchilada, whatever it is that is the most you know, precious dream of yours. You can bring it all into yeah. your reality. Yeah, that's great. Okay. Okay. Thanks so much. Yep. Oh, mm-hmm. you're so Thank welcome. You. Thanks for calling in. That was a great question. Okay. You're welcome. Bye-bye, Marilyn. Bye-bye. Okay. Um, next, I'm going to be talking to Marie, so give me a second here to get your mic open. Hi, Marie. How are you doing? Hi, Arielle. Oh, thanks for taking my call. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, and I love the show. I've been list- listening to y'all for years, and I just wanted to thank everybody you and Lavendar, it's just such a good show. But anyway, I have a question. Um, what I'm trying to do here is to attract like millions of dollars by buying a lottery ticket. Like I'll buy a mega million ticket. And I think I may be canceling myself out because when I check my ticket to see if I won, I'm disappointed because I haven't won yet. What is your advice? 
Oh, that that's that is a great um, scenario to work with. Um, number one, winning the millions of dollars—that's like the top of your pyramid. That's that's the big enchilada, and you can't. You have to go through. You know the the levels. It's, it's like I said on, on the recording. A first year piano student wants to play Beethoven's Ninth Symphony. You've got to start with the little things. And That's and kind I mean, of what I figured. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as far as the the lottery is concerned, um, I would I would say there's some astrology involved there as well, because there are certain transits that can. Um, you know, bring you sudden money, and um, and it depends if your chart is, um, you know, predisposed. If you've got some some uh, good transits or uh, good aspects to the fifth house, then um, you know, if you had Jupiter or Uranus in the fifth house, if they were transiting or if they were there natally, you probably got a better chance than someone who doesn't. But and I'd love to do a study of all the people that ever won the lottery and see what their transits were on that day. I bet that would be <laughs> I bet that would be a mind blower there. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, start yeah, I mean I, I mean any time I've ever but I, I bought a lottery ticket, I always get mad. <laughs> it's like, Wah! you know, but um I don't have that I mean in my chart, I don't have anything that 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 would um, really help me in that fifth house, but I'm I'm just not a gambler at heart. But mm-hmm. you can you can manifest in so many different ways, but start with the little things and learn how to not cancel yourself. Um well, like, because what it, would I say? I mean, like what would I say to myself if say I did start with like feathers and worked my way up, but like what would I say to myself if uh and I'm I'm trying to get an attitude that I'm just providing an opportunity for the money to come in, like a mega million ticket or something. But mm-hmm. what would I say to myself if I checked it in order to not cancel myself out like that? Well, I don't know that there's any, because when you look at it and you say, I didn't win, um, that's that's kind of hard to override. But let me ask you this: um, Sure, ha- have you have you ever had um, prosperity? Have you ever had a very comfortable income? Have you ever, you know, felt yes. like you were well off? Yes, and okay. I need to do. I mean, it wasn't rich, but it was comfortable. It was middle class, and I didn't have to worry about anything, and that was really nice. And I need to do that 17 seconds of feeling like that. Absolutely. I'm really glad I because, did yeah, so, I mean, if because that, I'm if, not doing any of the other stuff with it. Yeah, so, the, the, um, like I said, the universe doesn't know if you're acting, pretending, reminiscing, or really experiencing. All it knows is the frequency. So if you go back to those days, when you could buy anything you wanted, um, you know, if you see a pair of shoes, it's like you didn't have to save up. You just went ahead and got them. Um, go back mm-hmm. to those days and keep recalling how that felt. 
that freedom, that financial freedom, and and just keep putting that out there for the 17 seconds. And the first, because if you feel like you're poor, that's the first thing that has to change. Like I said well, on the recording, yeah, I saw you know, that. I, I always had that. Yeah, go ahead. I've, I mean, as a as a a you know a musician, I was the starving artist, and I thought that that's just you know some some you know badge of courage that I was wearing. It's like yes, you know, I live in the poverty level, but I'm for my art, and that was just so stupid. I mean, now looking back, because I had so much that I that I didn't mm-hmm. acknowledge, and um. And it took that, you know, convergence of two different things at the same time, to to switch that that perception. So and yeah, I started and that feeling, made an impact. That made an impact on me too. And I have heard that recording before, like two or three times. But for some reason, it was like a big light bulb moment here this time. It, <laughs> I I don't know, but. Yeah, and because, okay, I'm divorced, so my income went down, but I'm not working. And I'm thinking, wow, I am so lucky, you know? I mean, it's just switching that attitude around. Like, what would other people think if they saw my lifestyle here? But just the fact that I don't have to work, oh, my God, am I ever so lucky, you know? It's that it really made an impression. And one thing I am trying to do uh, to not cancel me out, like if I do get a lottery ticket and I don't win, is I just think, well, it's not the right timing. And it's going to happen at just the right time. But I need to be doing all those things you said on the recording. And Absolutely. I love what yeah. you said to the other color. Like, I think I'll start off with butterflies or something and just work my way up. And I love what you said to the last color about in case you do, you know, mess up and you have a limiting thought or whatever, to immediately change that energy around by saying something positive. So I love that idea right, too. Right, right, and you have to say two. You have to take, say two positive things. Two things. The first one, yeah. first one cancels the mistake, and the second one gets it moving forward again. So yeah, um, yeah. I mean, start with butterflies, and um, you know, or other other things. You know, you walk in the neighborhood. Uh, it could be anything. You know, um, and first you have to prove that you did that. You know, and when I'm, st- I'm sitting right. there looking at over a hundred feathers, and then you know, like another hundred blue jay feathers, I'm thinking, wow, <laughs> I manifested that. I called that right in. You know, and oh, then when the butterflies so cool. are, you know, the butterflies are swarming me, um, I called that in, and it's like, wow, there's something to this. So then it's like, okay, let's try something, um, you know, a little bit more. And it's like, like if you're learning, you know, gymnastics, you got to start off with just somersaults. You can't go right for the triple flip, and that's what and you want to do. True. You want to just go for the triple flip and, and, and don't have to do the, the warm-up and the exercise and the, and the work your way up the ladder. But um, yeah. you, have, you have a lot to be grateful for if you don't, you don't have to go out. And, I mean, so many people 
are working in corporate America and you know uh, in businesses where it's just a paycheck. They hate it. They don't want to drive to work. The, the traffic, you know, I mean, it goes on and on about what most of uh, our country, what they do to to pay the bills. And, Absolutely. you know, for, for you, you know, you don't have to do that. You're already so lucky. And keep just yeah. walking around. Yeah. It's like, look how lucky I am. And, and, um, and think about, you know, I heard a phrase um, Actually, it was on HGTV. I like watching, you know, building houses and things like that. And these people mm-hmm. come on, and it's like, and they're they're you're saying what they want in their new house, and and it's like, I have to walk all the way down to the basement every time I want to do laundry, and I'm just, you know, it's just I can't stand it. It's and I'm thinking, oh, you mean you don't have to go to the laundromat? And, yeah. and the husband, the husband happened to be from uh, another country, and he smiled and he said, "Those are first world problems," and that stuck with me. <laughs> yeah. First world problems because because I have to carry the laundry downstairs. It's like, hey, um, I had a neighbor that used to wash in a wash tub in the backyard with the with the scrub board by hand, mm-hmm. and she's hanging every this on a. They had no washer. They had no no dryer. And, well, and, and I can remember like, those days of going to the laundromat too, and it's such a drag, you know. But yeah, I but exactly yeah, my, my point saying. is that we have so much that we take for granted, and it's yes. all—it's ammunition. You can use that. It's like, wow, you know, I, I'm—I've got more than one pair of shoes. I've got washer mm-hmm. and dryer. I've got a car. Um, you know, I've got a TV. It's color too. You know, <laughs> all of those things that that you just walk right by every day, and you don't stop to give thanks. And when you shift yes, your frequency, yeah. when you shift your frequency to gratitude, um, and it only has to be fifty five percent of the time. You don't have to make a hundred percent, but it's got to be more than half, and that's mm-hmm. all it takes to shift it. And you know, I would uh, I would kind of hold off on the lottery tickets because you're trying to <laughs> you're kind of you're trying to call in prosperity. I mean, more than you've already got, <clears throat> or whatever it is that you're trying to manifest. And and every time you 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 know have to throw that ticket away. I mean, there's millions of people that that don't win. Um, mm-hmm. So it's. It's, I think you should just put that aside for now and, and wait until you get really comfortable when you want to manifest yeah. something, you know, yes. and then I after you've proven. Work. Yeah. Yeah, after it's, you've proven to belief. yourself. Um, well, it's, it's, it's a knowing because the, the law of attraction is absolute, and you have to know that. You don't have to believe in it because it it doesn't care whether you believe it or not. It's going to be at work all the time. And, you know, when you That's start thinking, true. oh, you know, poor me, and that in your frequency more than half the time is poor me, then the universe is going to send you a match and send you circumstances so that you can continue to have that frequency of poor me. Yeah, when you and I it to, you know that. When I was doing the poor me thing, it's so hard to, well, this is putting out a thought of lack at the moment, but 
you know, like trying to pay the property taxes and, you know, the big things like homeowner's insurance, all that sort of thing, that is a struggle. But when I think it's a struggle, I it is a struggle. But if I can switch it around and mm-hmm. start looking at the things that I'm grateful for and paying attention, like, say I'll buy, I don't know, something at the grocery store in a sale and I see all the money I saved there and I mean it just tweaking my attitude all of a sudden out of nowhere money will start coming in, you know, from unexpected yeah. places, you know. So, uh, but you're right, I need to start at the beginning here you, with something yeah, You need to easy. start small. And, and police your thoughts. Listen, get that, that MP3 out of our vault and listen to it at least once a day for 30 days. Brainwash mm-hmm. yourself. Brainwash yeah. yourself so that if you even start to slide off your frequency, you'll get that feeling in your stomach that's kind of tight. And it's telling you, hey, you're falling off your frequency. And then just grab it, pivot it, get right back on it. And um, mm-hmm. and yeah, don't worry about the big things. You got to start with the little things and kind of build up your muscles. You, you know, know, you can't, can't bench press 350 with, right away. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm already doing it with parking places, but I've just started, you know, working on that way back years ago when I saw The Secret. So I'm already seeing that happen. But I need to do some more, you know, work on that and, you Mm -hmm. know, hold that frequency of gratitude for 17 seconds. And, yeah, I, yes, thank you. Oh, you can do it. Yeah, you can do it. You can do it. And just remember how how lucky you are, how how blessed you've been and all that you have to be grateful for. And... That's all you really need to do. Like it boils down to what what Abraham said: nothing is more important than you feel good. And if you feel good more than half of the time, you will attract more good things in your life to keep you feeling good. And the opposite is That's also true. true. Yeah, you know, honestly, so, I'm in the you know, Houston area, so and I didn't flood. So, oh my God, I'm so grateful. You have no idea how grateful I am yeah. for that too. But hey, right quick, can I ask another quick question? Okay. Okay. You know, uh, when you were talking to the last caller, you were talking about all the things that are in our environment nowadays, unfortunately, to try to keep our frequency low. Do you have any tips on what we can do about that? To take yes. our power back from all that. I just, right quick, that would yes. really be um, helpful. When you, um, when you feel um, fearful, it's quite likely um, or could be quite possibly, <clears throat> excuse me, an external um, interference. And there's a, a, an exercise that, that I was shown and it's, I've had really good luck with it when, when those thoughts come into your head. Uh, because, you know, I mean, myself personally, I'm, I'm not really a fearful person. But I was just getting these like, oh, no, what if? I was like, that's not me. 
Where did that That's come what from? I had. Yeah. You know, and yeah. and I thought, oh, and it kept happening, and it kept happening, and it and it kind of like started like a door opening, and and I thought this is this is external, this is not me, and I don't want these images in my head. So um, what I was shown was, and if you could imagine this, a golden spiral of lightning going upwards, a golden upward spiral lightning bolt, bing, 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 just mm-hmm. like a curly cue. And, and I would do with my right index finger, right in front of my third eye, I would do that little curly cue, imagine the golden lightning, and then command transmute. And, I mean, you say it like you're the queen of the world. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and I watched <laughs> the image. I watched that image of fear shatter into a thousand pieces, and it was gone. Oh my God! And then, that's perfect. And, yeah, and the yeah. next time, the, the next time, you know, that hit me again. It's like, uh-uh. And I did the golden curly cue of golden lightning, right in front of my third eye, and I said, "Transmute." And I meant it, mm-hmm. like you know, with every fiber of my being. And again, it shattered into a thousand pieces. And it's like, okay, that wasn't mine. And then, <laughs> no, after, wait a you know, second. <laughs> Are you putting the curly cue of? Uh, golden lightning in your third eye or is it coming out of your third eye? Well, I started off physically doing that curly cue with my, my index finger, my right hand, and just went curly mm-hmm. cue in front of my third eye. And now I don't use my hand oh, anymore. Oh, I see. Okay, I see. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that was just like, you know, when I was getting it getting it down pat kind of. And and now mm-hmm. I just, I don't do the finger thing. I just I just picture in my mind that curly cue of lightning, and, and it's, boom, transmuted. Oh, okay. Oh, thank yeah. you so much. That's so helpful. I found it to be really, really effective. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, of course, if you do that and it, and, it's, and it doesn't go away, then it's something inside that you do need to deal with. But when it comes yeah. to the outside interference, you know, boom. Of course, now after I said that, I mean, you can transmute anything, whether it's within you or, you know, coming from outside of you. You know, you're right. not, you're not, but I know what you're, you're not saying, stuck with though, anything. Because, yeah, because, like, whenever I have an over-the-top reaction to anything, ooh, that's my cue, I've got an issue there, and I better get to work on it, you know. So uh, I hear what you're saying on yeah. that note. But, yeah, yeah. well, Thank you have to you discern. So much, so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, you are so welcome, Marie. And I, oh, I'm, I'm glad you. that you came through the storm. You came through the storm, so now you know, move on to the to the uh, to the mountain of of manifestation, and be the queen. Absolutely. Oh, thank okay. you, Ariel. <laughs> you are so thank welcome. Thank you so much. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks for calling. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. Okay. Hey, love everybody there. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. Bye bye. Well, um, that was our last caller with a question. So. Um, I guess we're going to wrap it up, Jada. <laughs> and I thank you all for listening. And remember, uh, Lavendar and Anastasia will be back next week with a great guest. And we wish you, until then, um, all green lights and peace in your heart. And remember, count your blessings every day. Live in gratitude and more good things will come your way. I didn't mean for that to rhyme, but it did. (laughs) All right, everyone. Take care. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. Good night. 
have been listening to Starseed Radio Academy. Visit our website at www.starseedhotline.com. 